Okay, so people are questioning if the Lions are going to be ready or not on Thursday night. Give me a break. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And here we are, everybody. It's game week. Locked on Lions, Locked on Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on a Labor Day, Monday, September 4th, and a Tuesday, September 5th. Thanks for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. And those of you watching on our Locked on Lions YouTube channel, please subscribe and watch each and every day. Here we go. Folks, we're just a couple days away. Lions, Chiefs, Thursday night, prime time to start the season. Detroit at Arrowhead against the Defending Super Bowl champions, we'll get into a little bit about one national pundit already questioning if the Lions are going to be ready or not. I saw this piece over the weekend. Give me a break. We'll get into that coming up momentarily right here on Lockdown Lions. Also, uh, offensive coordinator Ben Johnson on Saturday was asked who's going to start at right guard and didn't say. That's interesting. We know who the punt returner is going to be. We'll get into that. Some new jersey numbers for the Lions this year. Uh, No, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to wear number 50, which sucks because I would have loved that. But all of that today right here on Locked On Lions. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Hope everybody's enjoying the holiday weekend. You can follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, Matt Derry Facebook fan page. We're on threads at The Real Matt Derry. And also, like I said before, check us out on our YouTube channel. Uh, Three days away from the start of the season. Lions at the Chiefs. Kansas City right now from our friends at FanDuel sitting as a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. They will raise a banner. They've already done the – the the players have already gotten their rings. They've already done a ring ceremony. And then uh, Thursday night, NBC, Tariko, Collinsworth, and the crew getting you ready for Lions and Chiefs and calling the game. And, look, we've waited very long since this announcement. We've had – entire offseason we brought you content here on this show um and i think this team is going to be prepared to play and i think i'm not making any predictions about winning about winning i don't think they will i think kansas city's really really good um and and we know how good mahomes is but questioning whether or not the lions are going to be ready for this game and if this stage is going to be too big for the cute little lions i think is ridiculous I want to read you something that I read over the weekend. And look, I I don't, I'm not going to call people out individually and say they're bad at their jobs or anything like that. But I do read pro football talk on NBCSports.com with Mike Florio. Uh, We've had Michael David Smith on this show before. Peter King and the stuff he does for NBC um, and his um, weekly column. I enjoy their content, but I'm not going to agree. If there's something that, that, that was written about this team that I'm not going to agree with, or if there's something that I do agree with, I'm, I'm going to mention it. That's why we do the podcast. But I saw this article over the weekend, NBCSports.com, Pro Football Talk, from Mike Florio on Saturday morning. Are the Lions ready for prime time? And I'm like, oh gosh, here we go, right? And Florio writes, quote, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll give you a gist. When we saw last saw the Lions, they were slamming the door in Aaron Rodgers' tenure with the Packers, keeping Green Bay out of the playoffs in the last game of, la- of last season. We'll see them again in five nights for the first game of 2023. 
Are they ready to face the Chiefs to start the season? That remains to be seen. They started very slowly in 2022 with a 1-6 record. They turned it around, nearly made it to the playoffs. Even though they knew they couldn't get in, by the time the Week 18 Sunday night game began, they played hard and well and kept the Packers from getting in. Can they beat the Chiefs on the night they raise a banner? Can they win again at Lambeau Field exactly three weeks later for the first of two 2023 Thursday night games against the Packers? Um, you know, Lions have now become a magnet for preseason hype. Whether it's the win in the regular season finale or the fact it's been so long since they've been consistently good or the people love Dan Campbell or some combination of the three, the Lions are getting the kind of attention they, they rarely enjoy as the season approaches. Um, whether that vibe continues depends on whether they win with two early season primetime tests that will show either that the Lions are real or that they're this the same old team that hasn't won a playoff game since George H.W. Bush was the president. End quote. Look, if the Lions get off to a slow start and are one and three after four games, I guess, I guess according to Mike Florio, season's over. It's going to be same old Lions. They're not going to be ready. What is that? So we have to judge them based on these two primetime games they're going to be playing on the road in Kansas City and in Green Bay. Those are not easy games. Those would be tough games for Kansas City to play or Philadelphia to play or Dallas or Cincinnati or somebody like that. That, of course, is obviously better than Detroit. But to sit here and say, well, the cute little Lions got all this hype. Will they be ready if they don't show up and two of the first four games of the year on prime time. Well, I guess it's just the same old team. That is BS. If the Lions have a good showing Thursday and maybe they don't win, all right? I think this is something that Amon Ross St. Brown said to Peter King uh, when King was here for training camp. Like he can't, I'm not going to predict that we're going to win the game, but we're going to play hard. And I think we're going to be ready. But the Lions are in year three of their torn down rebuild. Have things sped up for this team? Yes, they have. Expectations have been raised. The division has been has gotten worse. The conference has gotten worse. You would have told me at the start of 2021 that this team was going to be favored to win the division two years in. And for some people, pick to maybe make it to the NFC Championship game, I would have laughed at you. Because again, there is that history. And yes, the Ford family and all these things. But to question if they're going to be ready for Thursday and then to question, you know, if they don't show up in, in, their, in, in two of their first four games because they're on prime time and at night, then I guess we're just going to revert back to the same team. That's ridiculous. All right. We watch them every week. I talk about them every day. When they went one and six to start last year, I was ready to quit. I was upset. I was also wrong. All right. I can admit that. I was wrong. I thought it was over. I thought it was done. I questioned Dan Campbell. I said, oh my God, one and six. What did they do? They finished out the season. They played hard. They had 10 more games to go and they went eight and two. If this team starts off one and three, yeah, we'll call them out. I'll call them out. Don't like this. Don't like that. This has to change but it doesn't mean that the season's over. It's almost like Florio saying, why did they put the Lions on primetime? They won't be ready. Oh, really? 
Were the 49ers ready for the NFC Championship game last year when they got embarrassed by the Eagles? They didn't look ready. No, it didn't help that their quarterback got hurt. Right? People have clunkers. So if Dallas plays the Chiefs, let's throw it out there. If Cincinnati were to be the pick for the opening game, if it would have been Minnesota, I don't know. Would people be questioning whether that team was quote unquote ready? No, because people would say, oh, the Vikings won the division last year. They've won the division many times since 1993, right? We know the Lions haven't won the division since 93. We know they won a playoff game since 91. We know all that. We know they've won one playoff game since 1957. I think they're well coached. I think they're well drilled. And I think they will be ready to play, whatever that means, from Mike Florio. Will they win? I don't know. They're playing a superior team. Will Chris Jones be signed by then? Will he end his holdout? He wants a lot of money. Chiefs and Jones are going back and forth on it. As at the time of this recording right now, he remains out. That would be a huge lift for the Lions. But if the Lions were to beat the Chiefs without Chris Jones, would Mike Florio say, well, it was cute, but they didn't have Chris Jones. Why isn't anybody asking if the Chiefs are going to be ready to play? Because they played so many primetime games and the Lions haven't. The Lions last year went into Green Bay and Florio pointed this out. And they mauled the Packers. They were ready to play in a game they weren't even sure was going to have any meaning. So why wouldn't they be ready to play this game, which has a, oh, I almost swore, an S-ton of, of meaning. It's the opener. All the Lions can do is squash these type of narratives by going out, playing hard, playing well, stacking up some wins, and proving the doubters wrong. All right? Mike Florio knows this stuff. I like PFT. I think questioning if the Lions are going to be ready and going through the past again is lame. That's my that's my two cents on it. I think this team's going to be ready to play. If they're not, I'll be wrong. Let's talk about underdog fantasy. Football season kicks off Thursday night, and there's no better way to get in on the action than with underdog fantasy and their pick em game. Just pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually spend kickoff night doing. You watch the game. We're going to be all watching the Lions. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. It's legal in over 30 states. And it's a ton of fun. If you want to build your dream team today, head over to, to their easy-to-use mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code LOCKEDON, and not only will Underdog double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks, but they also have a Pick'em special live now in their Pick'em lobby. Uh, Patrick Mahomes just has to get one yard for your pick to be correct. Remember, that's Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with promo code LOCKEDON. Use the link in the description or scan the QR code if you're watching us on YouTube. All right, everybody. Matt Derry back with you. It is a Monday edition of Locked On Lions. Labor Day Monday. Locked On Podcast Network. Lions and Chiefs coming up. Mike Sando from TheAthletic.com, excellent NFL writer, will join us tomorrow on this program. We are trying to chase down some others this week. Completely understand Mike Tirico's crazy schedule with uh, doing the game in Ann Arbor on Saturday. 
and the holiday weekend and then going to be in Kansas City this weekend. We may catch up with him another time. Lomas Brown's going to come on at some point um, and the usual suspects throughout the year as well. We're excited about bringing you another season of Lockdown Lions. Our numbers, especially our YouTube downloads, our YouTube uh, views are crazy right now. So I just want to thank all of you. Seriously, thank you for watching. Thanks for telling your friends about us here on Lockdown Lions. We've been at this since 2016, um, bringing you content and bringing you this podcast since, yeah, 2016. So that is what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eighth season doing this. Love it. Thank you, David Locke. Thank you, Ross Jackson, the whole crew at Lockdown. Thanks for having faith in me. And thanks to our viewers and listeners um, as well. All right, I found something interesting this weekend. A couple of comments. First and foremost, not a surprise, Dave Phipp, the special teams coordinator for the Lions, who does a great job, uh, did announce that the kick returner job is still wide open. They're not sure who's going to return kicks. Again, a lot of times these kicks go through the back of the end zone anyway, um, but the Lions do have to figure out who's going to return kicks. Remember, Khalil Dorsey, who made the team, whether he'll be active or not on Thursday, returned some kicks during the preseason. Uh, Chase Coda did. Lions have some options there. Khalif Raymond will be the primary punt returner, according to FIP. Now, I love that. Number one, Khalif Raymond is sure-handed. He's smart, good with the football. That's who I want back there. Number two, he's got blazing speed. Had that punt return last year for a touchdown in the Jets game in New York. And is really good. Just a straight-ahead, north and south type runner. And uh, to me, this is a no-brainer to have Khalif Raymond back there. You know. We talk about the receivers all of the time on this show. Jamison Williams with the suspension. Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, pro bowler. Uh, uh, we mentioned the addition of Marvin Jones. We talk about Josh Reynolds. But it's my fault. I always seem to leave out Khalif Raymond. This is a guy that is expected to have another big season. They gave him a two-year contract extension a few weeks ago, so he's not going anywhere. Coaching staff, including Dan Campbell, absolutely loves him. And uh, I love the fact that he's going to be returning punts. I think that he's just good at it. It's it's a it's a natural fit for this team, and he could flip the field for you. So that was good news. I like that uh, from Dave Phipp. As far as right guard is concerned, this was interesting. Ben Johnson was asked on Saturday about who's starting at right guard. We know the offensive line is going to be really good, right? You got Taylor Decker back for it seems like his umpteenth season at left tackle. Jonah Jackson, impending free agent at left guard, really good player. Frank Ragnow, Pro Bowl center. Panay Sewell, the future at right tackle. You know, future Pro Bowler, all of those things. Actually was a Pro Bowler last year. Alternate and then ended up going. But at right guard, you've got two guys, it sounds like, still fighting for the position, which is interesting. I assume that Halapulavati Vitae, who remember, four years ago signed, and this is before even Brad Holmes got there, Signed a five-year, $50 million contract with the Lions. Pretty big signee, play right guard. Um, actually, I think he was left guard when he first started in 2020. Been injured last year. Remember when he, he, he was lost for the season, Dan Campbell's like, huge loss, losing Big V. Now he's embarking on his fourth season with the Lions. Uh, he started in 2020. And remember, the Lions added, so he had a five-year deal, but the Lions added a void year into his contract for next year pretty recently when they were doing kind of a revamp of his deal. So Hal Vitae is going to be a free agent at the end of the year, basically. The Lions can void the contract 
and let him go. Graham Glasgow is also back with the team. To me, Vitae is the starter, but the Lions won't say. They've had competition throughout camp. Glasgow has started at right guard with, for this organization before. Heck, he started at center for this organization before. He was basically discarded by the Broncos when Sean Payton got there, became a free agent, signed a one-year deal with the team. Uh, I'm just a little intrigued that this is still a question because to me, with his size, when he's healthy, he was good two years ago, really good. Halapulavati Vitae to me is the better football player. Not saying Graham Glasgow's bad. I love that Graham Glasgow could back up Frank Ragnow, could back up Jonah Jackson or Vitae if anybody got hurt. He's a Swiss Army knife. He's a great teammate. He's back in Detroit, was always good with the media. But if he starts at right guard, um, that would be surprising to me a little bit. But maybe that competition is so close that that's where we stand, at least right now. I'm still expecting it to be Vitae, but kind of interesting that the Lions are not tipping their hand uh, on that situation. All right, uh, Lions changed up. some. Uh, got some New Jersey numbers we want to tell you about. We will do that. Coming up next here on this Monday edition, Labor Day edition of Locked on Lions. But first, what about bird dogs? Have you had these khaki, either shorts or pants before? Bird dogs make you look good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. And the price is better, to be honest. Um, they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get away with a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. All right. Uh, I've gotten bird dogs sent to me before, uh, just hosting the show, and they, they gave them to us, and they're fantastic. I love them. Um, they just look better feel better than those stiff cotton khakis that you've worn before. Seriously. All right. Uh, if you go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL, that's birddogs, B-I-R-D-D-O-G-S.com slash locked on NFL. Enter promo code locked on NFL at checkout. You'll get a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take off your bird dogs. We promise you. All right. So I'm bummed out. I'm bummed out. Teddy Bridgewater was wearing number 50 the first week of, of, of the preseason or the second week when he got here, then he switched to number 17, but he's given number 17 back to the money badger, Michael Badgley. So a couple of lion Jersey numbers and Teddy Bridgewater will wear number 10. Remember he was number five for most of his career. Uh, we'll wear number 10 and back up Jared Goff. Jerry Jacobs was 39. He has now switched to number 23. So he's wearing Darius Slay's old jersey number. And Stephen Gilmore will wear his brother's number, 24, Stefan, who for years wore 24 with the Patriots. Gilmore was 36 and now is 24. David Blau is 18. Bam Knight, 28. Um... Raymond Johnson, the third, 52. Michael Neese, 62. Doris Fountain, 84. Quentin Bohanna, number 90 on the practice squad. And yes, Michael Badgley back in the fold wearing his familiar number 17 that he wore last year. I'm just bummed out about the Teddy Bridgewater thing because I loved in that second preseason game against Jacksonville. Look, the performance wasn't good from Bridgewater, but uh, I love the number 50. 
I would love for him to wear that, but I don't think quarterbacks are allowed to wear that number. I know now you can kind of wear any number you want for most positions. Uh, that would have been pretty cool. But those are just some jersey numbers to kind of give you up to keep you updated. We got a big week ahead, folks. Big week ahead. We got the cross. I think we got to do a crossover on Wednesday, too. Man, this is gonna be crazy. Thursday night, prime time. Lions and Chiefs. I cannot wait to do the post-game pod Thursday. Hopefully, it's after a win. And and we can we can shut up Florio and the rest that are not gonna think that the Lions might not be ready or not, but this is exciting stuff. Thanks for checking us out, everybody. Have a great rest of your Labor Day weekend. We'll be back again tomorrow. Mike Sando will join us from The Athletic.